Did you know there's more than one way to enjoy these conversations? Select episodes are available to view on Spotify and YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to get notifications of new videos as soon as they post. You'll find my box talk technique there, along with my ABC exercise, my underscored exercise for the manuscript speaking style. And you'll find all three of those exercises in my zero to 60 confidence video. And I wanna connect with my MCs. Follow and connect with me on LinkedIn as well to see how I approach organizational change management and communication through the corporate lens and in the DEI space. Search Marcia Cork on YouTube and LinkedIn to subscribe and connect. Now on to, ooh, those F and C words. Be sure to give the show a five-star rating and review when we're done. Hello, hello, it's Marcia Cork. Welcome to another edition of, ooh, those F and C words. I am, I think I've got butterflies. This is such an unusual feeling. I have to be honest. This is the first time that I'm recording a session of the episode. If you've been listening to the podcast, then you know that the first nine recordings, the the first nine episodes have been recordings of my one-to-one coaching sessions, but then also some interviews with guests. So this is the first time it's just you and me, me and my MCs in a room by myself. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to take some getting used to, but I'm ready for this. And like I said, just got some butterflies, just feeling excited about doing this. But this is a format that we are going to get familiar with. You and I are both going to get comfortable with this um, because I'm going to try to do this twice a week. You know, try to have two new releases, try to update the podcast twice a week. So on Mondays, there'll be sessions like this. It's going to be Q&A. Uh, And then on Friday, we will do the more traditional full show where you might get some of those guests, where you might see some panelists. I might bring a few friends in to join the conversation with me, Um, maybe have some folks come in to tell their stories. There's going to be a lot more variety on that full Friday show. But on Monday is my opportunity to engage with my MCs. That's you guys. That's what I call my Navy, you know, Rihanna has her Navy, Beyonce has her beehive. I've got my MCs. That's what you are. So that's um, hashtag MC or hashtag E-M-C-E-E. It's a play on my name, Marcia Cork, MC. But then also when you think about the microphone, um, then you think about being an MC. And since we're all about public speaking and building confidence, speaking and representing your brand, that's what I came up with. I like it. I hope you guys like it because that's what you are. It's me and my MCs. So we're going to take some listener letters today. Um, I'm really excited about this because I have actually been collecting these letters now, these submissions through um, DM, people emailing me with questions related to public speaking. They usually come in after I've um, done a workshop or a training somewhere, then people will follow up with their emails. And I usually answer them directly. But the plan was for me to also use them as content for social media. So my plan initially was to take the questions, you know, format them, make them look all pretty, and um, use them as content on Instagram and other places where I introduce the question and then 
do it at, on my reel, give a, a quick response, maybe maybe even do some TikTok one day. Um, but that never happened. Meanwhile, these questions have just continued to clutter my DM and my inbox. And now I get to answer them directly um, on these episodes of the podcast. So that's going to work out perfectly. I'm really excited about doing that. So I was going to um, submit one of those questions today, but then I got a uh, question from a new listener and I was really excited about that. So that got moved to the top of the pile. So that's the one we're going to take today because it was a really good question. Um, So let's get into that one. They did not want to give a name, but here's the question. I'm loving the show. I binged while running errands this weekend and even watched the ones that had YouTube videos. Awesome. Um, I have a question, though. With your proud stance, you tell your clients not to adjust their clothes. Why wouldn't you want clients to look their best? I love this question. And I'm trying to think about whether it's actually been asked before. I know with my students, they will, um, you know, I give a lot more context and a lot more background, which unfortunately you guys don't get with those recorded sessions because, you know, that's, um, that's me with the client. And I'm given a lot of background and context to them while we're talking, but that's what kind of got edited out of the versions that you heard. So you don't get all of that preparation that I give them because I'm trying not to make the show super long. So I've edited out a lot of that context. So when I'm explaining to them what the proud stance is, I'm explaining to them why I don't want them to adjust their clothes and stand up. So here's my opportunity to you know, really, really clear that up and explain fully what the proud stance is. So let me back up a little bit. So the proud stance is what I call the position that you stand in and hold, or in these days, you know, with so much of what we do being um, in the digital space and being on virtual calls and platforms like that, holding any position for a full minute Um, which is roughly how long it takes to either answer a question, you know, respond to a question that you've been asked or to make an initial introduction um, or to just, you know, just give a quick, quick response to something. So the idea behind that is in that first minute, that first impression that you make, the first time that you open your mouth to speak is when credibility really counts. This is when you're trying to create common ground with someone, you are trying to um, show just how credible uh, and reliable a resource you are. So you really want to appear confident then in those first few minutes making that initial impression. And since everything that I do is rooted in making people comfortable speaking, then the last thing I want you to be worried about is your clothes. I don't want you um, doing so much work to pull down a shirt and adjust your pants or fix glasses, pull hair out of your face. All of those things are really a signal that you are uncomfortable. And then once you do it, you kind of continue to live in that discomfort and others can see it. So if you're preoccupied with what you're wearing and the accessories, then you're not focused on your content. You're not focused on your material and you're certainly not focused on engagement, which is making some eye contact and starting to connect with your audience. Those are the things that are more 
effective in establishing your credibility and connecting with your audience, whereas, you know, clothes, hair, and accessories are not. So you're putting your attention in the wrong place if you focus on making those types of adjustments. Instead, what people see, if you are able to um, rise from your seat and not touch your clothes, not fidget with your hair, not adjust any glasses or other accessories, what people see is confidence, that you were able to stand and not care about how you look. You go right into your response. You go right into what it is that you want to say. It, 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 it commands attention and it shows confidence. And then again, it's only for a minute. So it's really about just commanding that initial attention and forming that initial bond and connection to, to your audience. And then after that, once you've established that bond, that connection, you've you know, kind of um, made some common ground with them because they've connected to what it is you have to say, after you've got them, you can do just about anything. So after that, after that first minute, now you can calm down. Now you can you know, loosen up your shoulders. You can make whatever adjustments you need to make, roll up your sleeves, things like that, because now we're comfortable. Now we're familiar with each other. So just to recap that, um, the first thing is, like I said, it's not taking attention away. You're not focusing on the wrong thing. It allows you to focus on your content and establishing yourself as a credible source, getting your thoughts together. And it also shows to, it's a signal to your, um, to the listener, to your audience of just how comfortable you are. Okay. So, um, now I can talk a little bit more about the proud stance. If you know me, you know, I'm on the tall side. When I wear heels, I stand well over six feet tall. I'm comfortable in that now, but growing up, I wasn't always comfortable in it. When I was younger, I would walk kind of hunched over and my mother hated it. She was constantly correcting my posture. Stand up straight. Stand up straight. Put your shoulders back. Stop hunching over. And I'd correct my posture. And eventually now I have this signature walk. People tell me all the time. They notice when I walk in the room. I walk with my chin high. I walk with my back straight, um, my shoulders back. So I know... Um, firsthand how it feels <laughs> and the type of attention you get when you walk strong and you stand strong. So put that alongside me learning about this superhero pose in the early 2000s. Psychologists just kept talking about this superhero pose and how doing this exercise a couple of minutes a day made you feel like a boss, made you feel more powerful. So it's this open stance, your feet are about shoulder width apart, chin high, shoulders back, just the way that you see superheroes pose. Sometimes the arms are folded, sometimes the arms are by the side, but it's this very strong and powerful stance that made people feel more powerful the more they stood in that position. So my proud stance is very much like the superhero pose. So the exercise that I have people do is to stand, fall into a comfortable position. I don't want them to rock. I don't want them to pace. I don't want them to fidget. And as we just talked about, I don't want them to correct anything. I don't want them to, you know, to fidget with glasses, with bracelets, with um, hair or any of those things. 
And so instead, what you can do to eliminate those types of adjustments that you would have to make is to plan for the occasion. <laughs> Remove yourself of those distractions to begin with. Don't wear bracelets that are going to jingle. Don't wear any jewelry for that matter, a watch or anything that's going to uh, bump up against a desk if you're sitting or, or bump up against a microphone or any earpiece, any AirPods or other um, you know, devices that you might be wearing on your ears to improve the sound. Prepare to not have to deal with those things. If you wear readers, we might end up, you know, lifting and lowering those, those, those readers. If you are wearing something like sunglasses, you know, same thing, same thing. You don't want to have to keep um, putting on and taking off sunglasses. Now, readers are an exception because sometimes if you're going back and forth between, um, you know, short distance and long distance viewing, then yes, you're going to have to put those glasses on and off. So you want to minimize the distraction that that might cause by either, you know, maybe putting them on a, um, a string, a rope that you can wear around your neck so that you can quickly raise and lower the glasses. Some things you, you have to just work with the situation and the circumstances. You just try to reduce the amount of times that you have to put them on and take them off. Now, if we're talking about um, pants or skirts, bunching at the waist or bunching between your thighs and other places, other nooks and crannies, <laughs> you know, it, it happens, but you want to dress comfortably. So if you know that you've got those, those leggings or that particular dress or these slacks that you know, we'll hide in all those places. Don't wear those. If you've got that shirt that, um, you know, is, is cut a little too low or the button is a little too snug, anything that you're going to have to adjust, just don't wear that that day. So minimize the distractions or the disruptions to your presentation ahead of time instead of trying to make those adjustments. Okay. So that's, uh, that's why I have people work on not adjusting for the proud stance. I want you to, to just beam pride and confidence. I want you to command the audience. I want you to capture their attention. I want you to connect with them by my maintaining eye contact. I don't want you fidgeting with clothes and accessories. It takes away from you looking and feeling confident. Those things are a distraction and they're a disruption to the proud stance. So. All right. So this next question, oh, this one I love and I love how it was submitted. So I'm going to make sure I include this in the show notes. This question is an audio recording and I love that about this platform. There's actually a way to submit your questions, your comments. Um, any, you know, scenarios that you want to work through together, you can submit them as an audio. So I get to hear your voice. I love that. And they get to, they, you know, they'll be dropped into the show. So this question comes from DMV Wealth Builders. Hello, DMV Wealth Builders. I recognize that name. Uh, so here it is. And my public speaking related question is, how can I get how can I stop saying the 
hands and the arms. Thank you. So the um and the uhs, this is a common, common question. I've gotten this question so many times. So I'm glad that that is what was asked in this audio for audio uh, format. So now you get you guys see how effective this is. So I hope you will take advantage of it. Please, please, please record yourself on audio. Now the whole point is I know what it is. I know why you won't want to do it because you know, people like to be anonymous. <laughs> they don't want to to speak in public. That's what this is all about. That's what this this podcast is all about is having you get more comfortable speaking. But keep in mind, we are never looking for perfection, people. I don't claim to be a good public speaker. Everywhere I go, anywhere you hear me speak, anywhere you see me deliver a, a training or a workshop, I do not claim to be a good public speaker. There are people who speak way better than I do. There are techniques and nuances to speaking um, that I'm still working on mastering myself, but I am my own avatar. The, you know, the solutions, the techniques, the exercises that I give to you, um, I share them because they are things that I do for myself. You know, this is a practice. You have to practice public speaking and you have to put it into practice regularly to stay comfortable with it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So all that to circle back to say we're not looking for perfection. We are looking for your authentic self. People connect to others based on, you know, that that know, like and trust factor. So you're really just trying to come across, present your best self and have a conversation or, or, or uh, give us communication, give us an interaction that feels like a conversation with a friend. And what do we do with conversations with friends? We say, um, we say, uh, we use hand gestures and a lot of facial expressions. So that's going to be more effective than focusing on the ums and the uhs. So let me jump into that answer, give you a, 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 a answer that's a little more constructed. And then you hear that? You hear all those uhs? Again, they're just a part of normal communication. So what will be more effective when you're giving a formal speech or even an informal presentation, you know, Q&A, um, podcast appearances, interviews, things like that, um, being on a panelist of some sort, Maybe you're leading a training, any opportunity, any opportunity that you speak or present, we're going to call that just a speaking opportunity. Sometimes they aren't always formal speeches, but anytime you speak, what's going to come off better is it feeling like a conversation than it feeling like a, you know, very, very formal keynote speech, so to speak. So again, we do those ums, we do those us. Now, I think that what has happened over time, traditionally, maybe when we were focused a lot more on elocution, <laughs> when we were focused more on ver these very formal and structured speeches, when the workplace was a different kind of place, a very formal and, and, and structured kind of place, you know, environments have changed. The places and the situations where we have speaking opportunities have changed. It's a lot more casual and we want people to be relatable above anything. So the rules have changed and my rules and my coaching technique will never have you focus on 
eliminating oohs, I mean, ums and uhs completely. That's not what I'm looking for. Just like with the proud stance, if you are focused on how many times you say uh and how many times you say um, you are not focusing on your content, right? And if you're not focused on your content, that's what's going to cause you to stumble and fumble. And then that's what's going to cause you to be nervous. So if I'm all about building confidence and having you feel more confident and comfortable speaking, then how can I possibly have you focused on these uhs and these ums? They are not a big deal. No one will be counting your ums and your uhs or these pauses, those fillers. No one's counting that. Unless it gets to be a distraction. So that is what you'll probably hear me say over the next few days, weeks, and years as we get more acquainted with each other. What you will hear me focus on more is correcting bad habits. You know, correcting those types of things, things that become a distraction. All right. Not focusing on the um, on the uhs and the ums. I know Toastmasters is one of the programs that a lot of people participate in when they want to get more comfortable speaking in public. And Toastmasters, um, as I knew it some years ago, did have people count the uhs and the ums. It was actually a way that people were rated and graded. And I think that's where it comes from. I know that's where it comes from when we were a lot more formal with our speaking opportunities, but that's not where we are. Where we are right now is authenticity. Where we are right now is about forming connections, establishing credibility, being relatable, letting your true personality show through. Quick plug, that's my CPR technique. I have a video on YouTube if you haven't watched it already. Um, that's giving life to your speech with a little CPR. It's credibility, personality, and relatability. And again, that's on YouTube. Take a look. Let me know what you think. But yes, that's my CPR technique. It's what I integrate into my coaching, um, the one-on-one -on -one exercises. Uh, I'm sorry, the exercises that I do with my one-on-one -on -one sessions. But that's something that I conduct just about everywhere that I speak and present when we're working um, some type of um, exercise into improving your public speaking. I always talk about my CPR, um, my CPR approach to speaking. Okay. I don't focus on us and ums because they are a normal part of conversation. Okay. So it's more about you being your authentic self, sounding like it would sounding, speaking and presenting like you would if you were having a normal conversation with friends. But as your coach and in working with you, if I observe that this is something that you struggle with, that this is something you do enough that it's a distraction to your listeners, then what I would work with you on is your pace. I would have you slow down to the point where you are comfortable keeping pace with your thoughts. Naturally, that's going to help you get rid of those ums and those uhs because you won't be looking for filler words. You won't be killing time trying to catch up to what it is you want to say. That's what will help you with those ums and those uhs. It's just slowing down and taking a pause in place of the um or the uh, those fillers. I think that's going to do it for this episode, folks. My MCs, 
This was fun. I'm looking forward to doing this regularly. I love this opportunity to get your listener letters, your my my questions from my MCs coming at me from all the different places, from Instagram, emails. Keep them coming because they are going to make their way to this show and I will get to answer those questions live and in person. Can I say that when it's a podcast? <laughs> I get the opportunity to answer those because I think that you all tend to have um, the same types of questions. So I know that you're going to hear your question represented in the questions that come you know, to my inbox. Very quickly, I want to point out how you can submit your audio recording. I'm going to put a link directly in the show notes. When you click on that link, um, the main page is going to open up. You're going to scroll down to messages. And when you click that message link, it's going to open a dialog box that allows you to record an audio message. Please do that. I want to hear your voices. Send me an auto recording of your question or of a conflict that you're having. You know, if you're navigating a difficult conversation with a friend um, or colleague, you know, we're going to work that out together. How do you start a difficult conversation? I would love to help you with that. So submit those audio recordings and we are going to dissect, the, dissect those together. We're going to answer those questions together on the Monday show. So Q&A with my MCs on Monday and then the traditional show on Friday. This was fun, guys, and I will be looking forward to Friday. See you then. Bye-bye.